Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to uh, In Your Community Church. We're very glad you're with us today. As we continue on now in a series that we started a few weeks ago called Meals with Jesus. And what I'm doing in this series is uh, we're, gonna, we're basically looking through the Gospel of Luke. Um, and in uh, Luke's Gospel, uh, Jesus is uh, either sort of on his way to a meal, he's eating a meal, or he's just left a meal. And um, my, my thought is that these meals are central, really, to the mission of Jesus. And that um, when we see how he'll share a meal with anyone, uh, I, it's a picture of the grace of God. You know, Jesus, fully God, fully man, the one who spoke it all into being. Um, he's willing to sit at the table and have a meal with everyone. It's, a, it's an amazing picture of grace. And, and we've already seen a, you know, a wide variety of, of uh, who he'll um, eat with uh, in, the, in the few times that we've been together, from the, the people labeled the worst of the worst at the time, the tax collectors, to the um, sort of extremely self-righteous Pharisees, and uh, the last time we were together, Jesus had a meal with a big crowd, and uh, we just see that, that uh, he's ready to uh, sit around a table and eat with, with people, and that it's a significant part of his ministry. And I've sort of said along the way, and you know, I hope you remember this as we go, that before Jesus ever picked up the cross, he picked up a fork and things began to change. And so that, that's sort of a way to remember this series and, and to look at the importance of it as we work together through big chunks of the Gospel of Luke and uh, what that looks like. So that's the intro transition. Always got a bad joke. Um, uh, got a couple. Stealing someone's coffee is called mugging. No? Okay, well, anyway. The other day I, uh, on my trip, I held the door open for a clown. It was a nice jester. Anyway. That's all I got. <laughs> I told you they were bad. I got a couple I'm saving, but that's for another time. Our scripture reading for today is in Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Now, um, uh, here in, in this uh, scripture, what we see is uh, Jesus has been invited to the home of Martha and Mary. Uh, when it says he's, they've opened their home to him, they've, in effect, invited him over for a meal. And um, what we have going on is um, Mary has chosen to be with Jesus, and uh, Martha is getting busy doing the preparations for the meal and everything that happens. Now, what I want you to see, among other things, but particularly in this, is that um, we have a very clever enemy, uh, and, and uh, I, I don't you know, like to mention him much or talk about him, but he really exists. I don't, I don't like to sort of uh, you know, focus on him, but we need to be aware of the fact that he's real uh, and that um, he wants to keep us from experiencing the full and abundant life that we can have in Jesus. That's sort of his secondary mission. His, his primary mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to keep people who don't know Jesus blinded to the truth of Jesus to keep them in the darkness. 
because uh, they're in the darkness. They're, they're in his camp by default. But for those of us who have come to know Christ, we've been rescued from darkness, brought into light. Um, the enemy, uh, even though he's lost that part of the battle, still wants to keep us from experiencing the life that we can have in Christ. And so um, he's a deceiver. He uses, you know, uh, deceptions and lies and tricks. And one of the things that I, he likes to use, one of his uh, weapons, is distraction. He likes to keep us distracted, um, to distract people from the truth, from, from where they can really find and experience life. And whenever he does this, evil flourishes. And he does it by, by keeping people more fixed on temporary things than eternal things. More fixed on the temporal than the eternal. Um, on, the, on the physical more than the spiritual. On the things of men rather than on the things of God. And so the enemy wants to distract us in those directions. Keep us um, you know, really fixed on temporary things. On, on physical things and, and, and on the things of men. And, and when the enemy can do that, he wins because he, he keeps us from experiencing life. And so, you, you know, I, I want you to think about all the ways that that happens in our lives, how, how easy and how quickly it is, how quickly we get distracted from what really matters to things that are extremely temporary because everything that, that you can sort of feel and touch and do with here is temporary. Um, the only eternal things that we're engaged in right now are our relationship with God and with others. So everything else is temporary. And, and uh, you know, when we're honest with ourselves, how much of our time are we spending um, focused on temporary things rather than things that, that are eternal? Um, how much of our time is consumed by, by physical things rather than spiritual things? Now, I, I, you know, when I say that, I, I, I don't mean to say that, you know, certainly we live uh, in, a, in a temporary world, uh, and um, we have to deal with things that happen here, but we want to make certain that they don't become our focus, and yet it's very easy for those things to become our focus, because that's what we're, you know, just bombarded by all the time. And so it's, it's easy for us to get distracted, and those things steal life from us. Uh, and then the things of men, rather than on the things of God. Very easy to get distracted by all of the uh, hubbub. How about that for word? That, that wants to get thrown at us constantly about everything that you can imagine. It's just constant. And, and it can be very distracting. Uh, it's, you know, the, the constant barrage of bad news that, you know, wherever, whatever you look to, and it's just bad, 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 bad. And it can be extremely distracting. And in that, it's sometimes really difficult to, um, you know, enjoy life, to experience life, to, to know the life that God has called us to, to be aware of the fact that this is, uh, when we've come to Christ, we've begun our eternal life with him. You know, there'll be a point in time when, when you know, the, the physical component changes, uh, but, but, but we've begun this eternal journey with him. We're on it now. And that he, he wants us to experience a full and abundant life doesn't mean that there's not mess that we got to deal with. We live in a fallen world on a broken planet. But it means that, that, um, that we can experience a life beyond what we often settle for um, if we can get our focus right and, and make sure we're not being distracted by the enemy. So our focus needs to be on Jesus. And what I want you to see and, and what is sort of in that scripture reading is that life, real life, is found at his feet. And that's what Mary is demonstrating to us. So, so in verse 38 there, we see Martha opens her home to Jesus. She's busy around, running around, trying to be a good hostess. No, that's not a bad thing. 
Um, and, and certainly we've already looked at this story about uh, a host that Jesus um, was, you know, that had Jesus at his house who didn't care about hospitality. And, and that's the extreme. But, but, but Martha's running around trying to make everything just right. And, and Mary just goes to sit with Jesus. So, so Martha opens her home, but Mary opens her heart to Jesus. And, and, and so all Mary's really trying to do is do her best just to love her Lord. And, and think about it. The Lord of the universe was sitting in her living room. He's there. He's in, he's in the house. He's in the house. And, and here's uh, Mary and Martha. And they both have the same opportunity to, to just be with Jesus. And, and Mary chooses that. And Martha chooses to kind of get busy. And, and, and at some level, she's distracted from the reality that Jesus is in the living room. And I wonder how, you know, because see, I think it's a, it's a, I'm not picking on Martha, because I think a lot of us can get distracted that way too. We, we get busy doing good things, but we might be missing the God thing that, that's available to us, and, and it's a type of distraction. And, and so Martha, it's mean, getting frustrated now because there's Mary, and Martha at some level would like to just, she, well, I'd like to go there, but, you know, there's all this stuff to do. She could have just gone there. Remember, Jesus can whip up a meal by himself. You know, she could have just brought out a, a piece of bread and a fish, and everybody could have he's done that before. So, but she's busy, busy, busy. And, and uh, she says, you know, can you get him to help me? Uh, can you get her to help me? And Jesus says, look, um, only one thing is needed, and it will not be taken from her. One thing. The most important thing we'll do as disciples is worship Jesus. And the best place to do that is at his feet. So Jesus says, you know, you know, Martha, I get that you're being busy, and I know that you're doing that because you, you're trying to honor me, but, but you need to learn from Mary. Mary has chosen the one thing, the better thing, and I'm not taking that from her. She's, she's figured out the better thing. And the better thing is always to be at the feet of Jesus. As often as you get the opportunity, that's where you need to be. So Mary of Bethany, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, has figured out the better thing in life, the one thing that life is found loving on Jesus, sitting at his feet in worship. She's figured it out. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's the one thing. It's the better thing. We always talk here about living by doing the next right thing. This is how this process works. It's always found at the feet of Jesus. Um, there's a great psalm that I include in my, my regular morning prayer time. It's a part of my, my morning prayer time every day. It's in Psalm 95. Verses 6 and 7, it says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. So, so He's a good shepherd. We can trust Him. And um, we, we need to understand that we're going to find and experience life more in making sure we're spending time with Him than being consumed by the temporary things of life. We've got to deal with these things, but they need to be, we need to make sure we get our priorities right. That's where life is found. And, and a fascinating thing about this Mary is that every time that we encounter her in Scripture, she's at the feet of Jesus. That's pretty cool when you think about it. Every time. And I want to look at these three encounters uh, where we find Mary, and we'll see that she's at the feet of Jesus, and each time it's a little bit different. So uh, point number one is that, that she's at his feet to listen. That happens in our scripture reading today. Uh, listening to what he had to say. 
As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So, so this is a very important thing to do at the feet of Jesus, as Mary demonstrates. Sometimes we just need to go, and um, we need to spend time with Jesus and just listen. Just be there. Just kind of get into the presence of God and listen. And, and I, I don't know how... Um, I think that many of us in uh, today's culture aren't very good listeners anyway. We tend to be on broadcast most of the time. And I think sometimes our time with God... Uh, sort of gets to be sort of on broadcast where we're just kind of going when we're hanging out with him and we don't take time to stop and listen. And I think it's very important that we, we listen, that we just stop and put everything else aside and just kind of hang out with him, just, just sit there and be in his presence and, and not let ourselves get distracted. And that for many of us, it's something that we'll have to train ourselves to do. We have a propensity to move towards distraction, to, to be um, multitasking, to, to not do just anything, sort of at, at just one thing. And um, you'll have to, you have to work at it, but it's something I want to encourage you to work at, that, that you need to have some time where you're just sitting and listening for the Lord. It's kind of hanging out. And, and that this should be a part of your, of your you know, daily routine so that, so that we can listen for his voice and, and to his word and, and you know, know what we're supposed to be doing in this life. And so Mary demonstrates how important it is to sit at his feet and just listen. Now in another instance we're going to look at, and this is point number two, um, she was at his feet to love. John 12, 3. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard and expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now, remember a, a couple of messages ago, we looked at another dinner where Jesus was where a woman came with a reputation who did a similar thing at that point in time. That was earlier on in Jesus' ministry. This is towards the end of Jesus' ministry and really at this, uh, this point in time, in effect, what she's doing is preparing him for, um, you know, his, his death and uh, crucifixion. Crucifixion is death. And, and so this, don't confuse this, Mary, with the person of a bad, woman of bad reputation. I told you we don't know in that last story that we don't know what her reputation was and don't just make assumptions that that, that that woman was a sinner. And so in that story, we can all sort of find ourselves in that spot. And she just was overwhelmed at the grace of God. This, this woman, this Mary, um, she's just coming to Jesus and, and she's just wanting to love him well. And, and I think it's important that what you need to see is that um, we need to spend time just listening. And then I think we need to spend time um, communicating with God about the love that we have for Him. Uh, and again, so often, this, our connection with God is, is sort of um, self-focused. Um, we often sort of get with God and we're just kind of communicating to Him our need. And it's, it's not wrong to do that. You should do that. Because um, He asks us to do that. And he wants us to do that. And even though He already knows our need, He wants us to ask. It's part of the deal. So that we understand that, that as things happen, it's because of Him and not because of us. But uh, I think we really need to look for opportunities just to bless him, just to kind of hang out. You, you, you think that, that 
But in, in every relationship, there should be a time when you look to just bless the person you're in relationship with uh, without thinking of, of, you know, how that's coming back at you. And I, I think it's important with God who's done so much for us. I mean, more than we can even fathom, more than, more than we can even really grasp has, has been the love of God for us displayed at the cross and, and the way that he's made for us to have life. That, that it, you know, beyond what we could ever, you know, we can't earn it, we can't work for it, we, we can't even fully comprehend it. That, that we need to make sure that we take time just to kind of communicate with him that we love him. And, and you know, Lord, how can I bless you, God? Um, you, you know, the, the blessing that, that's already come my way is beyond what I could ever have imagined and that you've forgiven me and given me life. You know, Lord, how, how can I bless you um, with my life and with my time and with my words? And, um, and so we need to communicate that with him. And uh, I, I think that's a difficult, that, that level of intimacy for many people, but it's something that we need to develop again in our lives. That, that's an important part of, of, you know, experiencing the fullness of life that we can have in him and, and to um, not let the hardness of living in this life that impacts so many of us, you know, find its way into our relationship with him. That, that with him, you know, we, we, be, we become real and, and open and, and even vulnerable in, in just kind of being with him and before him and, and communicating to him our love for him. This act of devotion by Mary was, was motivated all because of her love for Jesus. And, and it's really a, a picture of, of willingness to just lay it all at his feet. And, and she offers her treasure in, in this expensive perfume. And she offers herself as she, as she wipes uh, his feet with her hair. It's a, it's a very amazing picture of, of her just really laying everything at Jesus' feet in order to honor him and to love him well. And so we, we see her now how she spent time at his feet to listen. Uh, we, he, she spent time at his feet to love. And then the last thing I want to talk about today, point three, is that there also at his feet is where we were to live. Uh, and in John eleven thirty two, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she uh, fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But notice she fell at his feet before that happened. Now, Mary's brother, Lazarus, so Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are all siblings and they're friends of Jesus, and Lazarus had died. And, and they had sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was dying, and, and he was very, he was only a short little distance away, but it, he, he actually took three days to get there. He wasn't in a hurry, because um, he's Jesus. He, he knew it was going. Um, and, and they were convinced, because they, they knew who Jesus was, that he could have prevented Lazarus' death. And, and, and yet, even though Jesus hadn't done what Mary wanted, it's important, she still went to his feet in devotion submission and worship that's a big deal see it's, it's one thing to sort of be at his feet when things are going the way we want them to but true worship comes from the heart of a believer regardless of the circumstances of life see real life is always found at his feet in all circumstances the good ones the bad ones the hard ones the broken ones the sad ones all of them life is always found at the feet of Jesus and, and Mary just points this out time after time after time. We, we need to be there to listen. We need to be there to love. And that's where we're going to experience life, no matter what's going on in our lives. And, and so Jesus invites all of us to experience life in and with him. And, and often people just miss it because they get too busy. They get distracted. 
And, and like I said, oftentimes it's even doing good things that they miss the God things. I was looking at Matthew 7 the other day, and there's a bunch of people who said, Lord, we did all these things in your name. And he said, I, I never knew you. You know, they missed the better thing. A lot of people freak out about that passage, but, but you know, it, it just means that life is found um, in, in worship of him, not in, in trying to do for him, but, but to be with him and to, to um, you know, express our love for him, to, to figure out what that looks like, to, to just listen to what he has to say where we can find life, and that, that no matter what's going on, that we spend time in this honor and worship and devotion to the Lord. So I want to encourage you again uh, today that what we learn from, from this time, this meal, in effect, that, that's going on here, that they're preparing for, is, is to, to sort of look at the example of Mary and, and invest your, your life in that. You know, spend time with, with the Lord. Get connected to him in prayer. Um, you know, spend time reading the word. We talk about it all the time, but do that. And then, and then make sure you're taking time just to sit quietly and to listen. Take time to, to tell God how much you love him and to, to be thankful and, and have a grateful heart in, in all that he's done. And, and then, you know, live this thing out, doing the next right thing in order to please him and honor him and bless him. And, and that's where we experience life, um, the, the abundant life that he's come to give us. That's the better thing that, that he's talking about. The thing that won't be taken from us is, is finding our life in him. So I want to encourage you to do that this week. Think about that and think about all the things that might be distracting you and sort of let's get our focus back where it needs to be on Jesus and we'll go from there. Amen? If you're watching my video, thank you for doing that. We appreciate you. If you need prayer, go to the website. There's a place for you to put your prayer requests. We will pray for you, and we hope to see you soon.